With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm going to go three. You sure? Uh, Maybe four, actually. (laughs) I'm going to go with four, actually. That the- would be great! Yeah! <laughs> Ladies and gents! <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this episode. I feel like it's been a hot minute since you and me have sat down, just us two together. It has been a while since we just had a chat. And it's like a laid back race weekend podcast, Monaco race weekend. Monaco Couldn't race weekend, more huge, excited. mate, huge. But yeah, you are right. It has been a while. There was no race because of Imola. We'll obviously talk about that. We've had a couple of big guests, mate. Yeah, we did two guests in a row. So if you or did three, notice, three, really three. So if you did notice the upload schedule changed, it was because of approvals and getting everything out. So we are now back to our Monday and Thursdays. So you can wake up on your Monday and you can get us to chat and shit on your way to work. You can drive to work 6 a.m. feeling like shit and know that you got a pit stop podcast to chuck on and make your morning yeah. slightly better. And the same on Thursday. We're very sorry about that. We had to sort some guest stuff. But Monaco race weekend, how exciting. Mate, it's exciting because we haven't had a race now. We well, we've missed two races this year. We, I know. we didn't have China mm-hmm. because of the I guess because of the covid as obvious reasons yeah. and Imola. Wow, what a shame. That is mate. devastating as well. Um, I don't think that Italy has seen weather like that ever. I've never seen anything like it. I didn't, I couldn't even believe that the pictures were real. Yeah. Like absolutely crazy. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in and around that area. It's weird when you're back in the UK and we had quite nice weather. It was quite sunny and you're sort of sitting here chilling. Yeah. And you're seeing like torrential rain in Italy. It's kind of hard to get your head around it. And I know there was quite a few people who were maybe a bit, I don't know, pissed off or upset that the F1 didn't go ahead, but it's about the bigger picture. For sure, clearly. 100%. I mean, Imola will always have a space, a special place in our heart. It was our first ever F1 Imola race. was our first ever race that we went to So together. it's gutting to see it not go ahead. But yeah. we have Monaco next, which is some people's favourite track. Some people don't even like it. Some people don't even want it to be on the track. We've heard many people over the last couple of weeks give their predictions on how we should change Imola. People, excuse me. Well, me Monaco. And oh yeah, sorry, Monaco. People think that Monaco needs to change. Now, the big question on my mind has been, is it the track that needs to change or is it the cars? Well, Matt Gallagher and Tommy were talking about it. They were. And they said that the cars are just too big to overtake, which is fair. But you can't just make the cars smaller for Monaco, which Matt said, which is very true. But me and you have already come up with the perfect idea. 
I don't know why this is such a big talking point, right? Because we cleared this up about three or four months I ago. I know. It's like... It was, even, it, was, it was last year, wasn't it? <laughs> All it needs is a bridge that goes out over the water with a fisherman. We've, we've spoken about <laughs> this. You need So it needs to come off at the end of the tunnel. It needs to go around the harbour. Yep. A big swooping turn or, a, or just a long straight or something. I don't know. But it would be a massive bridge out mm. of water. I completely agree, mate. It needs changes. But I'm excited about it. It needs banked corners. Well, banked corners are apparently banned. After us saying on the pod that we really wanted them everywhere, someone said they're banned. But then I was like, but they're not because they're in Zanville. Yeah, makes... I don't know what those people were talking about, to be honest. But I will say this. First of all, I am going to give credit to the Sky Sports podcast because I did just sit through and watch the whole hour with Matt, Gnomes, Ted and Lazenby. And I learned a lot and it was a great chat and it actually has set me up perfectly for this podcast. What did you learn? Well, it's just interesting hearing Naomi as a racing driver talk about how she would drive Monaco on the sim. She hasn't drove there, but hopefully she's going to get out in a test car this weekend. But yeah, it's interesting hearing her as a racer talk about it and then hearing Ted Kravitz as well. Yeah, he gets some shit for some stuff he says, but I will put it down to him. Out of everyone else that talks about F1 and commentator and report-wise, he is so clued up. What did he say? Which like, was so. Well, I found it so interesting good. when they were talking about Hamilton and the Ferrari thing. Obviously, we'll get onto that later in the podcast. But this guy has been in and around the paddock for so long that he has such a great understanding of like when drivers are happy, when they're unhappy, mm. the way the teams are changing, the people in the sport. He knows so much. Yeah. And it just made me realise how special Monaco is. Like... They were they were talking about Monaco, obviously. And this track is an 80% win rate for whoever gets pole on a Saturday. Which, as we know, is hard to overtake. But they said that they really think we could potentially maybe see... Well, this is... They just want to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe a Fernando Alonso win this weekend. Now, I heard this. Because I was sat on the sofa next to you. Yeah. And... I agree. I sat here and I didn't have to say anything at the time. I didn't have to sit here and nod. I didn't have to sit here and agree. <laughs> I thought they were, they were spitting the complete truth. I do think we could see Fernando Alonso win here because we know that the Red Bull was fast on the straight line speed. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. We, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you, We mate. know that. This, this <laughs> it, well, it sounds like you want an argument, Jake. What, I really so have... you want one, we can no. have one. <laughs> It's look, everyone knows the nature of Monaco. You need to be a superb driver. Obviously, you need a fast car to qualify well. Aston Martin have a fast car at the moment. Mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso is the king of, of racing. So, if, if you know, there is a good chance that Fernando does do well, uh, will he take pole? I don't think he will. I still don't think that the Aston Martin can touch pole. But I do think he could definitely get up there, you know, front row. I'm sure we'll definitely hear your top three prediction at the end of the podcast, won't we? <sighs> I haven't thought about it, but yeah, we'll you, get will, there. you will get it. Look, there's a lot it. to talk about in today's pod. There, there, there wasn't necessarily much to talk about up to now because there was no race and stuff like that. But there has been a big breaking news story all over F1. Hang I'm sure on. everyone listened. Huh? There has? Oh, sorry. Someone's texting me. It's my mum. My mum has just said, oh, that's actually really sad. Oh, come on. Oh, that's actually really sad. No, I can't feel bad yeah, now. Yeah, don't read that. Is it, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's is really Michelle sad. Is Michelle No, it's just a sad message. But Michelle, is she okay? Michelle is fine. It's okay. just a sad message. Okay, right. back to the pod. <laughs> Sorry about that. 
Love my mum, by the way. She listens to the pod. She knows nothing about F1. So shout out to my mum. Bless her. She listens to every episode. Yeah. She absolutely loves it. Yeah, the big breaking news story has been that Hamilton has been linked with Ferrari for £40 million at the end of this year. Now, initially, what's your first thoughts? Initially, my first thoughts is that this has been made a big deal. All right. But carry on. Carry on. What, what, why makes you that? So you don't think it's anything? Uh, I mean, it's an offer from Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I mean, how it doesn't really go much further than that. Ferrari have offered him money. I don't really think there's been any, anything else to the story. It's not as if Lewis has turned around and said, mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He hasn't. Or has he? That's what I, I need to know. Do you have the info? I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have concrete info. <laughs> right, okay. So, so what I can't are we talking? give a concrete answer. Sam. I'm not even sure what kind of percentage of truth I can give you here. But I will say... I'm going to take a rough guess and say 30% truth. No, I will go as far as saying that there's pressure on Mercedes. It's clear Hamilton, for the first time there, is not happy. Like, well, I don't know if he's been unhappy in previous years. We didn't watch then. But right now, <laughs> right this now. This is the first time <laughs> Lewis Hamilton has ever been upset, ever. He's sad for the first time in his life. <laughs> no, I, I, do, I do genuinely think that it's in the media for a reason. Like, I, I don't know. But like you say, also 40 million isn't enough. He's currently being paid more than that at Mercedes. Toto says that he's going to be there next 45. year. Yeah. So why would he go anywhere for 40? Um, I don't think he will. I, I, I honestly don't know why this has been blown up to be so big because there is not a single fibre of my being. No, but I, I can see why it's been blown up to be so big. Why? Because he's a seven-time world champion that wants to win his eighth. Yeah. And the Mercedes was slow last year. Yeah. And isn't quick enough this year. Yeah. If he wants to go out with Formula One with an eighth world title. Well, they ain't going to be with Ferrari. But is it going to be with Mercedes unless they pick it up? They will pick it up, I reckon, because they're Mercedes. I think if he was to go to Ferrari, Ferrari haven't proven themselves in the last however many years. I mean, I can only picture about five years, but I'm sure there's, it's been longer it's been longer since Ferrari have won a world championship. We know that. Mm. The car hasn't been good enough. Whereas Mercedes have been absolutely killing it up until like, a year, like last year. So if they've had a car that's been that successful and they've got a bit of a blunder now, which they are changing the car come Monaco. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but it, was actually, it was actually come Imola. It was come Imola. Um, but we'll talk about that, that later. <laughs> it's... I don't. I just don't see a reason why he'd go to Ferrari unless Ferrari had been like winning again. Yeah, I I get it from both sides though, because if Mercedes are dog shit for the rest of the season, which, right? Which well, they're not going to be great. Okay. For the rest of the season, really. So if Hamilton doesn't win a race this year, at the end of the year, if the Ferrari is quick mm. and he can see Leclerc's doing well in it, and he has an offer for for, for a Ferrari race seat. For a Ferrero Rocher. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Are you I telling would, me? I would go to Ferrari for 50 quid and a <laughs> packet of Ferrero Rochers. I love Ferrero Rochers. So do I. My nonna always used to buy them. She always used to have them by her bed. They're amazing, but mm. one box is so expensive. I know. I Why know. are they so expensive? It's like £2 per Rocher. Like, isn't that's it? ridiculous. Why are they so expensive? <laughs> it, is, it is silly. 
I don't know, they're just the executive chocolate, isn't they? Well, for they're, probably, they're probably snacking on him right now out in Monaco. That's all you need to get Lewis Hamilton into the team. But then there's also the conversation of, if it did... I, I'm with you. At the same, I'm, I see both sides. I'm with you. Why would he leave Mercedes? He has an offer to work with Mercedes. When he retires, be a massive part of the team. He's been there for so long. He trusts them. It's like a family. <clears throat> He's not just going to leave. But if he did leave and went to Ferrari... Who's his teammate? Does he, if he left at the end of this year, is it Leclerc and Hamilton with Ferrari? Well, they were saying on Sky, that's literally it, isn't it? It's like there's like a straight swap where Leclerc goes to Mercedes. I don't ever see that happening. I don't see that for, happening. That's a bad Considering deal Leclerc, for Ferrari. I swear Leclerc just went on Instagram recently and was like, I will spend the rest of my life yeah, with Ferrari. For, Leclerc has got so long ahead of him that like, that would be a horrendous Who deal for Ferrari. So if you're Carlos Sainz now, you're probably sitting there thinking, what the fuck? If I was Sainz, I'd be sitting there looking at the Ferrari bosses and saying, what on earth are you guys doing? Do you not value me? I think there's going to be an interesting twist in the whole driving thing. Just because of all the stuff currently coming out. And we're learning it and trying to understand it as like people that are reasonably new to this sport, hmm. right? But in 2026, Audi take over Alfa Romeo. Sauber Group, as you spoke about, and I said Sauber will be in forever. I think you are right. Audi has basically taken over the Sauber team in 2026. Mm -hmm. Audi is a big manufacturer. They will mm -hmm. have two big drivers. So in 2026, I think you'll see someone there that will be a big name. But there's also a chance there could be more teams on the grid by then. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a tricky time for Hamilton. I just want to go back and clear up that I would fucking love to see Lewis at Ferrari. By the way, I would just like to say that. Yeah, I, so obviously, would I. I think anyone would love that, to see Lewis in the red outfit. I think anyone who joins Formula One as a driver, he gets the opportunity to do it and live their dream has always dreamt about driving for Ferrari. Mm. I think they would. So, And I think part of Lewis probably does want to drive for Ferrari, but it doesn't make sense in this climate for him to go to Ferrari now. It's tricky, though, because he may only have, like, a couple of years left in Formula One. You say that again, yeah, but I've just watched fucking Tony Hawk at 55 years old competing at the X Games on the vert. Now that... Is yeah, saying that, something. That is cool. And you've still got Fernando Alonso on the grid who's driving, who's older than Lewis. Lewis, I think, is young at heart. I mean, he definitely, his skin hasn't cracked. He's got the most beautiful skin I've ever seen on any yeah. human being ever in my life and in my dreams. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a young guy. I think age is just a number, isn't it? I think Lewis, if he wanted to, there's still got many more years in him. And he could do an Alonso. He could say, you know, I'm done. Fuck this. Go sit out for a couple of years, maybe try IndyCar. Which, by the way, the Indy 500 is on this weekend as well. Which is crazy. Sunday. Which yep. is actually crazy. For the first time I watched IndyCar and Indy 500. Should we just split off into that for a hot minute? Because no, because I'm in the middle of about to say something. Well, we'll go into it after that then. Yeah, we'll come back to it, all right? All right, whatever's important, <laughs> say it now. Yeah. I think... Fucking hell, this is riveting. I genuinely... Mercedes upgrades are so key for these next few races. Yeah. If because they promised something mm. big for Imola. If we don't see They did see, promise something big. 
if we don't see a big upgrade from Mercedes in Monaco, considering Hamilton is is one of, if not the best driver ever, mm. he should be quicker in Monaco and be able to show it. Do you know how much quicker they're expecting to be? Yeah, six tenths. Yeah, I read half a second, but yeah. That is quite a lot. It's not enough. No, though. they said they need a second. It's a whole second. Do you know what they're doing? The whole, you know, the whole basis around the car. Yeah, yeah, they're just being zero, changing it. Zero <laughs> side pod car. They haven't had any side pods for the last for the whole year for the last five races. So what are they doing now? Apparently, they're going to have some. Oh really? I didn't think you could change a car like that, like like that drastically. Well, I, it's probably not easy to do that because you have all the parts in that. What do you reckon, like little turbine engines or something in the side pods, little J engines? What about if I threw a spanner in and said Hamilton to Red Bull? They were talking about this as well. Mm. That, and, and it made me think, like, that, wow, imagine Verstappen and Hamilton as Do you know what I reckon as well? I reckon Verstappen gets smoked. I reckon Verstappen gets smoked with Lewis Hamilton and a Red Bull. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, because in your prediction on the pod with Johnny and Billy, when we did Who's in the Same Car, you didn't put Hamilton ahead of Max. Who did I put then? Alonso first. Yeah. Yeah. Max. Yeah. And then Charles, I think. I did not put Charles. But I also can't remember. I put Lewis up there. I also can't remember. By the way, I hope everyone enjoyed the last couple of guest episodes, because they were great. Like, they were both really special to us. Yeah. Like, Billy and Johnny was amazing. I've been speaking to Jilly. To Jilly? Who's <laughs> 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 Jill? Jill! You new girlfriend? <laughs> I've been speaking to Billy since August last year, and we finally managed to get the pod done. And it was just... Jilly and Bonnie. Jilly and Bonnie were just <laughs> incredible. And and um, Max as well. Like, what an amazing I don't know episode. if anyone could tell, but I was actually genuinely fighting back some little streamies out my little eyeballs after the end of that pod because I just could not believe that Johnny Herbert was sat in our flat I know and oh, I actually sorry, thought bro. he was going to be slower than me on the sim I know but sadly I am still the slowest on the pit stop and watching lap. Billy Munger I want to I want to put this out there for everyone who obviously wouldn't know this because we didn't put it in the edit but well because it wasn't filmed but when we were like doing the sim I said to, I turned to Billy and I was like Billy do you want me to change anything about the sim for you and he said no like and we could have uh, we could have done anything to the steering wheel because I know that when he's driven mm. when he was driving he normally has after steering the, wheel the operation yeah he had like uh, buttons or paddles on the steering wheel to assist but he didn't want any of that so the fact that he's gone and done that is is mega it's it's remarkable unbelievable guys like I really hope you enjoyed the episodes they were great fun more guests coming yeah but I am quite excited to be back just doing a little bit of race chat. Just having, and you you were about to say about Indy 500. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the Indianapolis? We, well, it's the Indy 500 this weekend in Indianapolis. It's an oval circuit. Now we've come to learn that there are three different types of circuits in IndyCar. Ovals, normal circuits, I Mm -hmm. guess, like properly built circuits, and then street circuits. And there's also a category below IndyCar. Oi. What? Is there... I didn't know that. Yes, because I said that Jamie Chabot was in IndyCar, and I need to clear that up on oh, the pod. Yeah. I, I was wrong. She's, she's, in the in the, F- she's in the category below IndyCar. It's which like the is F2 like, equivalent. Right? Yeah, the F2 equivalent. Yeah. And I, I was watching it the other day, and I, I was thinking, where where the fuck is Marcus? Because like, obviously Marcus Armstrong is like yeah. probably the only driver I really know out there, and Grosjean, and a couple of the other ones. And he's Callum just Milo. not, he's not racing. So I messaged James and James says he doesn't do that yet. 
but I don't know how it all works. But yeah, yeah, I think his 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 deal with the team is that he so there's another teammate that does the oval circuits, and Marcus just does the street circuits. The, or the speeds they get on them oval circuits. Yeah, I get. I reckon a lot of people that listen to our pod pr- have probably watched it or know anything about IndyCar. Me and Jake, we haven't really watched anything about no, it. No, never. So as it was on the TV the other night, I think it was Quali we were watching. Um, there's like 34 drivers. <laughs> a lot of cars. And only 33 can get in. So there's one driver who won't make it in, which is quite sad. Did you know that? Uh, I'm not 100% sure we're in the position to confirm the format, but... I can confirm it. Yeah, I'm te- I'm def- telling, well, I'm, one person definitely doesn't I'm telling make you right it. now, yeah, there's 34 drivers, but only 33 spots for the race. So at least there is only one driver that won't make the race. Someone fact check that, but I'm fairly <laughs> sure. I'm fairly sure it's correct. Mate, we've over the last week, we've been doing more motorsport research than ever. Not just in F1. We watched a bit on the TT race in Isle of Man. That's something else. That is crazy That's as well. That's something else. Well, look, we've been proper getting up to date on our knowledge of motorsport. For me, it was just the speed of the Indy cars. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. When they're qualifying and it's coming up on the screen and it says their speed and it was saying like 233, three, I was thinking that's kilometres. Mm. I was like, there's no chance in hell that's miles per hour, but it is. They're going 200, to over 230 miles per hour, which is faster than an F1 car. And I was just checking Instagram about an hour ago and someone posted up a video, I don't know who it was, but it was from the Indy car. And it was just a stationary mobile shot and the car's going past. And bro, they're going past yeah. so fucking quick. You, you, you can't even see them. No, yeah. That oval track is, is dangerous, man. Whew. Like, you see some of the crashes in it. It's absolutely madness. It's insane. I think, we, yeah. I don't know. People think a crash in IndyCar would be worse than in Formula One, which it probably would be at those speeds. But mm-hmm. yeah. We def- have to keep watching it and follow it and keep know. learning about it and see what we can figure out. But the Isle of Man TT, TT yeah. is possibly one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I know. And it's on in a couple of weeks or like, like this weekend or something. I don't know like how far out in the world it's gone, whether it's just in the UK that we watch it or whether there's people in America who know about the Isle of Man TT. But if you don't know, the Isle of Man is a tiny island between the UK and Ireland. You can get there on a ferry probably in about an hour and a half. I don't know. But they do superbike racing on the streets of this island. And they're literally like small village streets, right? Yeah, yeah. They're tiny. And they just close them off. And all the fans are like on the street there. It is impossible to get across over the pod how dangerous it is. Like, you just have to go on YouTube and watch genuinely it. Genuinely imagine a village street, like where you live, a tiny little village street. And then imagine motorbikes racing up and down it at like 200 Mad. miles an hour. That's what they're doing. Do you know the bit that got me, though? The bit that really got me thinking? They obviously set up their bikes. So each team will set up their bike for their weekend. Mm. And I think a high percentage of the crashes that they have in this TT thing is because the bike fails. Mm. Now, if that happens in F1, we see it. You know, a bit of puff of white smoke out the back. The car slows down. Bit of bullshit on the mic from the driver. Mm. Oh, my fucking car, man. And then that's it. And they pull (laughs) over and then they get wheeled away. But... Bloody hell, on a bike, when you're driving 160 to 180 miles an hour on a street where there's most likely a corner coming up and your brakes fail. Yeah. That's that's, very dangerous, man. That's that's one thing I've never got with bikes. And that's that's why I've never been on a bike. I personally, I think it's amazing. Like, 
incredible and like these people have <laughs> they're just so brave well but we like, will go to one won't i we? could never i could never even <laughs> f1 even yeah i couldn't do f1 either <laughs> oh, no. maybe you could mate maybe maybe you could be could be good at no I, I know what you mean though i know what you mean like in f1 if there's a if there's a failure or something comes from a tire or something mechanical yeah yeah it might lead to a crash but it probably just ends up with them maybe like in a wall or being you're much away. safer in a car in a, on a bike you could just be your engine goes you're flipped off you know 300 meters in front of you or whatever and this isn't just like moto gp where you know you might be on a circuit where there is a runoff and there is gravel and there is a tire wall yeah you'll go in someone's like, house you'll, yeah you'll, you'll literally, you'll literally be flying through <laughs> fucking someone's porch delivering a mail like that's ridiculous <laughs> That is ridiculous. Uh, whoever does that shit, there was that one guy, um, Guy, guy Jones, Guy Martin, Guy Martin, with he's the side a legend. That, but I think legend. anyone who guy does Martin that sport, with the sideburns, yeah. did you say? Anyone who does that sport, you you are just a crazy person. And hats off to you because you're in, you're nuts. I hope the pit stop listeners enjoyed that. Jake and Fab's stepping into MotoGP for like five minutes. Well, we w- actually want to go to a race, don't we? We want to go to a MotoGP race. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I'd love to go to any races, mate. I I feel like we've been in this house all year. I'm so desperate to go to a Formula One race or a F. F2 race or an F1 Academy race or any also Marta Garcia smashing it in F1 Academy still top of the standings let's yep. give a clap for that yep. it's heating up it's heating up one thing I will say about F1 Academy which is amazing is because there's more than one race you just see so many different people win which is just much more exciting to follow cannot wait for it to be televised I think it'll be great for F1 yeah I don't know when that will happen but hopefully soon yeah, I think, um, like Billy said on our pod, I think they're just finding their feet in season one. Like, it's quite a big thing to, like, launch a whole new series. So I guess it's just waiting game. You're looking at me like, you've definitely got some breaking news. <laughs> I have, I'm looking at you thinking, fuck. What's that you said about Honda? Huh? What's that about Honda? Honda? Yeah. My friend, I'm glad you can read my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, because I can. Honda have been confirmed to be making the power engines for Aston Martin come 2026. Honda, well done. Congratulations. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Honda because Honda are absolutely relentless. Like, again, you guys at home, you know me. I'm not much of a motorhead, but I have seen Honda, like, everywhere forever throughout all the any racing <laughs> games that i played need for speed fast and furious is that a game any of these old need for speed games need like for speed Forza, most wanted anything. the best one ever they've always had hondas in it honda bikes all right honda are probably going to start making drum kits yes soon. honda are a big company yeah and they make the best engines they're making the best engines for red bull for ages so now apparently come 2026 there's going to be honda six. civics yeah honda civic I can't argue with that. I'm speechless. You've left me speechless. Honda Civic. Yeah, one of the most iconic Hondas ever made. Okay. Yep. Can I carry on with what I was saying or not? Are you going to just uh, shout out the name of another Honda? Nah, that's all I got. Cool. Okay, good. Yeah, come 2026, there might be six engine providers. Shut up. Across the grid. Name them. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Red Bull Powertrain. RBPT, RPQ. Mercedes. Yep. Honda. Okay. Audi. Hang on. Hang on now. Right. Who do Ferrari get their engine from currently? Ferrara. 
Ferrari. Yep. So that's five. Yep. So that means one more. Yeah. Would that potentially be a new team Andretti? Would they provide their own engine through... Ford, Chevrolet? See, I could... No, Ford or Red Bull. Chevro- Chevrolet. Ford won't... But are Ford providing the engine? No. No, Red Bull so their own engine. So I'm not 100% sure. But then maybe Ford are providing an engine and RBPT will provide for Alpha Tower. No way. No way. I don't know. But yeah, basically, you can see how the grid's going to change with these new providers coming in. Because right now, a lot of the others are sharing a Ferrari, a Mercedes, or an RBPT. Are you sure that's right? Ferrari have an engine. I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> All right, even outside of F1, no, I'm I not really Ferrari ever sure about anything in my life. We haven't learned anything, have we? Yeah, we have. I just, I, I don't think you and me are the kind of people that are very good at anything anyway. <laughs> okay, it's not just F1, all right? We're just not very... There, there is a big problem of the fact that this is season two now, but I a million percent can't tell you one thing that I said in season one. Like, if you... Mm. People come up to me and Fab and they say stuff or they talk to us and they call up... Th- we talk about this all the time on the pod, but people say stuff to us that we've said on the pod. I don't even remember what I said at the beginning of this pod, let alone, yeah. let alone a year ago. No, no, same as me. However, I definitely do know that I've learned stuff, like 100%, like easily. Yeah, we've learned so much. Like I can actually go down, obviously, when we first started this, I could not talk about F1 to anyone. I wouldn't have yeah. a clue. But now, most of the people that I know work in F1, so I have, I talk to people about Formula 1 and... It's nice. I can. No, we can, have learned an incredible it. It's like amount. learning a new language. I remember watching our first races. We had no idea about the strategies, the tyre compounds, what was going on. We didn't understand anything. The point system, the scoring. We just didn't understand anything. There's what's a lot like, to yeah, learn. What's like the, one of the main things that you didn't get at the time? I'm trying to think now. It took me ages to figure out the interval thing, the timing screens on the left when all the drivers are coming up, yeah. where how the distance between them. Yeah. It took me ages to figure that out. Obviously, I didn't know for a long time that there was actual different, so like the, the compounds of the tyres change per track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Obviously, we didn't know about the beep in the helmet. That was a no, big, I, that I was a no big thing. No, I had no idea about that, man. That was a big thing. How, how were we supposed to know Knee that? pads. We only found that out a couple of months ago. And now everyone's <laughs> sending us pictures of the knee pads and they're everywhere. I would love to know uh, anyone at home who's listening. Like, what's like something that you didn't know for ages? Like, what's something like you watched F one for years and you thought you knew everything, and then you were just shocked by one That's thing. That's a great idea. People should send them into Instagram at Pitstop. Yeah, and if see, you got anything, see how many people have the same thing. We've actually been getting some incredible messages recently, and it's great to hear back from you guys because you know we can see you listening, but we don't always hear from you. And feedback is important. And we got a message today from someone who has actually asked us to do something, which means next Wednesday we're going to film somewhere cool with him because he sent us this idea, and we were like, "Yeah, let's go." So <laughs> please do DM us anything because we are up for anything, and we it's see it's funny. It's proper. Anyway, sorry. Before we get away from what we're meant to be doing, oh, I need to no. make sure I do the main part of today's episode. Oh, all right. I put on Instagram, asking oh, out for yeah. questions for Fab about Monaco. Oh, shit, yeah. This segment of the pod is going to be more for those listeners at home or in the car or on the bus or on the train. Well, it ain't going to be for me, mate. No, you're not going to know any of the answers. I know. Because people sent them in. Brilliant. And I should also say that if the question and the answer is wrong, you can't come for me. Because I'm just reading them off Instagram, so I've just been set up. I see your game. 
I'm basically covering my own back. Well, I'm now. I'm currently wondering whether this cable is going to reach all the way to the kitchen. So you I are actually go, wondering. So why, I can why, go where, make a, a drink. You're actually going to take the cable while all the way Jake to the... carries on the pod, guys. The Does cable that actually reaches go all the way there to the kitchen. Yeah. What are you going to have? Fab opens up the fridge. I'm going to have. There's um, a big pot of mayonnaise in the fridge that Fab got me for my birthday. <laughs> There's some non-alcoholic Peronis in here. What happened with that mayonnaise when you got it for me? You dropped it all over your room. Jake, I mean, we both love mayonnaise, but I would say Jake probably is the pioneer of mayonnaise. Mayonnaise should be the sponsor of the pod because I love mayonnaise. Um, We love mayonnaise. Preferably Hellman's if you ha- if they haven't got it in the shop. Heinz. <laughs> if there's another mayonnaise brand out there, Heinz you know. is good too. But I'd say Jake really kind of pioneered that scene at the t- at the time. <laughs> he really pioneered the mayonnaise scene. Back and in I- my day, and I and I really got absorbed by it. And I thought, you know, this is the kind of party that <laughs> I could get down with. The fridge. So yeah, what are you making there, Vimto? I'm making a glass of Vimto. I bought Jake a, uh, a massive like three liter box of mayonnaise. And I tried to hide it on the top of my wardrobe uh, before Christmas so he couldn't see it anything. And it, I dropped it when I was trying to put it up there. <laughs> and it fell all over my bed, all over my floor, all over me, all over my bedside cabinet. So the last two presents you've got me is you bought me a, may- a pot of mayonnaise for Christmas that went all out everywhere. Yeah. And then for my birthday... No, for the Christmas later, you buy me an indoor goal and a football without a pump, so I can't even play it. Yeah, well, you're a sporty guy, aren't you? Like you, you so I, get a I expect you to have a pump with you if, you, if you're into your sports. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite often just carry a, a pump around in case I find a ball that needs pumping. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? Just applying some ice to Come the on. glass. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, and these are questions are from those of you on Instagram. So they're mainly for the people playing along at home. I will give Fab multiple choice to try and make them a little bit easier. One of them is about his favourite driver. So I do expect him to get that right. I believe Yuki. We... Is Yuki your favourite driver now? One of them. Y- Yuki is definitely one of my favourite drivers. I would love him on the show. Let's go. I would absolutely love y- Yuki on the show. But Fabio Bocca, welcome to the Monaco Grand Prix <laughs> quiz. <laughs> <laughs> is this my intro? That's the intro. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you. Right, Fabio Bocca. Okay. In Monaco, who holds the record for the most race wins there with six? One driver has six race wins in Monaco. Is it Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, or Ayrton Senna? Ayrton. Final answer? Final answer. I, I know it's not Alonso. 
Okay. Do you know it's not Hamilton? I don't know it's not Hamilton, no. But so, so what makes you pick Ayrton over Senna? Over <laughs> Ayrton <laughs> over Lewis? Uh, I don't know. I, it just He's a bit of a goat, isn't he? I'm going to go with Ayrton. Well, Fabio Bocca. That's one out one. Let's go, That baby. is a fantastic start. This <laughs> is for the fans at home. Yeah. Because I'm going to get them all right. Okay, how about this one? In 1996, which yeah. is the year Damon Hill won the Formula One World Championship, the year which is the born. same day as your birthday. No, well, I wasn't born. <laughs> I wasn't born on 1996. Um, there was a crazy race in Monaco. Now we haven't actually seen it. I have no idea. But basically, barely any cars finished in 1996. I don't actually know why. But your question is, <laughs> your question is, how what many cars finished? What kind of a setup is that for a question? <laughs> it's like one day, one day the sun burnt out and the world died. And no one really knows. I, I have I, no idea I, where. I don't really know why, but it happened. Anyway, carry on. Well, yeah, three, four or five. How many finished? The race in 1996. Three that's cars, such, four that's cars. so tight. Like it's it, very vague, considering yeah. even I don't know I'm what I'm going to go three. You sure? Um, maybe four, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with four, actually. That the, would be great. Yeah. That's for the people at home. <laughs> if you change your mind like I did, then well done. You got two I'm points. I'm crying. I have to admit, I may have pushed him up to four there with my eyes. That may have been... What? That, Okay, we did a cheat on that one, I swear. This is a difficult thing to do, asking people for questions, because one thing I will say is it's amazing to hear from everyone about like their crazy stats about Monaco, but I can't read out half of the questions because no one put the answer. <laughs> How am I going to know the, That's the answer? Look, it, it says here, what did Jaguar lose from its car after a crash in 2004? The nose cone. And the diamond. Is it the diamond? No, nah, that wasn't Jag. Well, I don't, that's what I mean. How would I know? That wasn't Jag. What is the traditional thing to do for the winner of the Monaco Grand Prix? Sorry, say again? What is the traditional thing to do for the winner of the Monaco GP? Jump in... It was a diamond. She sent the question after. I actually just answered the question. Well, it was Jag, was it? Yeah. No but what's the traditional thing one to do? Anymore. Do you know the traditional thing? Jump in the uh, red wall pool. Yes. I mean, I don't know. There's no answer. I, I mean, guess I'm if not you, psychic. <laughs> if you're from Red Bull anyway. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no one else get, is going to be celebrating get that. Get laggard. You're in Monaco. <laughs> There's going to be some big Monaco parties. There's there. going to be some absolutely huge Monaco parties. And I've got so many friends over there who I know are going to have such a great time. That's all right. We can watch your Instagram stories and cry in bed. Yep. How, right. This is your next question. Proper one. All right. How many times has Charles Leclerc failed to finish his home Grand Prix? Three, five, or seven times? Mm. It's probably three just with fucking Ferrari, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I would have said three. <laughs> yeah, the answer's three. I have no idea why I said seven. I, I had to make up multiple choice in my head and I went a bit high. Well, you could have, you could have I taken F2. I don't even F2 think he's in, been in F1 for seven years. You could, no, he hasn't. You could have taken F2 into account, though. Well, apparently the answer's Trick question. Three. So, wait, am I, so what am I on? You're on two out of three, mate. What do you mean? You're on two out of three. You got one wrong. What was, what was the wrong one? Jaguar with the diamond. Shit. No, how many cars finished the Grand Prix? Oh, exactly. That was wrong, unfortunately for you. Got it. Next question. 
how many gear changes on average per lap at the Monaco Grand Prix? Now, you asked me the same question last year. 36. Incorrect. I was just teasing. Okay. Well, this is your multiple choice. 36. No, fuck, sorry. <laughs> 44, 50, or 54? Oh, it's, it's right in the back of my brain. It's right there. Like That's where everything I, is in the back of my mind. Everything is there. I can just... I can I can see it from last year. This time last year, asking this question, what did you say, 44, 50 or 54? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Fifty-four. Sorry, fam, it's fifty. The answer is fifty. I was gonna say fifty as well. However, I, really I feel gonna... like when we did it last year, we gave the answer of something else. I don't remember. But someone else has sent that in. So shout out Wal Waldall Aiden. Thank you for your thank you for your question. Aiden, I don't believe you. You said earlier that you've been looking at the map of Monaco and looking at the turns, didn't I have. you? I have. Okay. So I want quick fight. Put your fucking phone down. Oh. Put your phone down now. I'm trying to get the map up. <laughs> no. All right. Quick answer. Bang. Well, no, I haven't been right. looking at for the map. Question, I saved a photo For this of question, it. you've got five seconds to answer. No multiple choice. As soon as I uh, finish the question. Five seconds. Here we go. How many turns at the Monaco Grand Prix? Let me just drive it in my head really quick. Three. I don't know. Four. You 14. said you were looking at the track. Fourteen. No, I know it's more than that. 17? No. This is long. <laughs> How am I supposed to know you that? You said you would be looking at the track. No, That's why I, I picked no, the bloody question. I took a screenshot of the track <laughs> so we could reference the corner names. Okay, well, there's 19 corners. 19. Well, I said 17. All right, we'll just completely skip that question. That's close. Right. Your favourite driver ever? Yep. Fernando Alonso? Yep. How many times has he won in Monaco? Is it not multiple choice? Well, he's your favourite driver ever. Don't you know everything about him? No. <laughs> no. Who's your favourite football player? Um, probably Thierry Henry. What's his favourite meal? Probably for brunch. Bolognese. For brunch. <laughs> for brunch, he likes a BLT with some hula hoops, no salt way. vinegar. How do you know And an orange, orangina tropicana. You've trumped me there. <laughs> You've really trumped me there. Right, Fernando Alonso has either won it two times. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. Or three times. I was going to say twice. Before you even said that, I would have said twice. Sure. No. No, well, I'm not. Fabio because Bocca. now I've got three in the back of my head. We're going to have to make a choice between two and three. Don't look at me like that, like I'm going to give you a clue, because I'm not. It's either okay, two well, or gonna, three. I'm going to stick with two then. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's correct. Are you going to give yourself a round of applause? Yeah, of course he knows the Fernando Alonso one. Monaco boasts. Are we not done yet? This is the last one. Oh, uh, sorry. I it's, was clapping because I thought honestly, we were done. Honestly, for, for, for the future, for listeners, please, when we do this, send the answer because there's so many amazing questions here that I would love to actually do because like there's stuff that I didn't know, but I couldn't find some of them on Google. And I, I just can't proof check it. So I'd rather just read them out and then if they're if some of these are wrong. You should have texted Ruth Buscombe. She would have known. She's a busy girl at the moment though. It's race weekend. Yep. Monaco boasts the slowest corner in Formula One. Yes. But how fast is it taken? 40 kilometers an hour, 
48 kilometers an hour. Kilometers? Or 58 kilometers. Don't talk to me like I'm a piece of shit. This is sent in from Sophie Trimier. She's done it in kilometers, Sophie. not me. <laughs> Sophie, with, so- Sophie with an L. So. Sophie. Solvit Rumier is the username. All right. Well, yes, it's in kilometers. I don't know the translation to I know it's hour. it's one of few turns on the F1 whole calendar where they go down to first gear. Okay. So 40, 48 or 58. All I can do is assume that they're going down to 40 as low as possible, which is what around 30 something 32 mile an hour. Well, that'd be incorrect. Shit. They take the slowest corner at 48 kilometers an hour. So what's that? 40 mile an hour? Oh, if you're lucky. So you're telling me that that is that that one where you go in and it's really, really slow round, like a roundabout almost. The hairpin. You're telling me they're taking that at 40 miles an hour? No. <laughs> no. No, surely not. No. No. There is no... That's pretty much what this says. There is no chance. It says it's the slowest corner in F1 in and they take it at 48 kilometers an hour. Monaco hairpin speed apparently they take the hairpin at 48 kilometers an hour 30 mile an hour miles per hour yeah even that is a lot to go round the hairpin you drive your golf round the hairpin at 30 mile an hour mate you'll be in a you'll be in a bush drivers travel at 30 mile an hour wow when you watch it on tv it looks like they like roll round i travel everywhere at 30 mile an hour and they go around the slowest part of the track <laughs> Oh, the Monaco Grand Prix is going to be a good one. I know. However, I, I have year. just had my car back from the garage again. Oh, Fab's garage nightmares it's, have been continuing. We've been back and forth. All right. The people haven't heard, but she had, she had to go back in a couple of times because mm. the work wasn't done. Now, I'm not going to out anyone or name any names, but the people who done the car, if you're listening, you know who you are. Colin. <laughs> but the car's... <laughs> I must admit, the car's good now. The car is good now. So, uh... Listen, all right, maybe I might just make a last-minute break to Monaco. What is it? It's Wednesday night. If we leave, first thing, Thursday, take the golf to Monaco, take it around the track. I don't know if she's fit and See what kind of lap time I can put in. With that engine light still I on. think she's ready, mate. <laughs> I think, I think she's ready. I think we leave her homebound unless she really needs to go somewhere. I've just had DRS attached, so <laughs> the golf's quick. Predictions. For the Monaco Grand Prix. And let's, let's try and get these right. Let's actually be serious. I'm always serious. Oh, actually, before we say that, on the Sky Sports pod, Zach Brown, they brought up that Zach Brown said, Zach Brown believes he has got the best driver lineup on the current grid. Now, obviously, you would say that because he's team principal and you would say that about your team. Mm. But it made me think, like, realistically, he actually might. Like, they're both young. Oscar is probably one of the most exciting young talents, and Lando is one of the most proven young talents. So if they can just get the car right... Why is Lando one of the most proven young talents? Well, he was, he's was he been quicker than McLaren for a while, hasn't he? When the McLaren hasn't always been as bad as it is now. That's the shame, the whole shame about it, is that I think... I think everyone's behind Lando. He's of kind of... He's waving the flag for the UK a little bit. He's a likeable guy, likeable character. But he he hasn't had that chance in a, no. in a top tier car yet. So, for me, it, it's you know it's kind of the unknown. I, I I want him to do well. I want him to get in a car and race and be quick in a better car. Sorry. Because that pairing is unbelievable. Um, I think. Yeah, and I think Lando does wonders for the sport. Just his his attitude to it. And we spoke about seeing him and George on the grid a couple of weeks ago in Miami, and they were bantering about. And that's kind of the light hearted shit that you want in F one, in my opinion. Um, 
So he's great for the sport, but is uh, is him and Oscar the the star duo? Don't know. You won't know until you see a car, will you? We don't know enough about Oscar still. I mean, he's fastest on our leaderboard. That means <laughs> he's the fastest driver on the pit stop fastest lap. Oscar yeah. Piastri right now is the best driver in the world until until proven otherwise. Who who knocks him off? Do you reckon? I. Oh, it's a tough one. I do think it will happen, but I don't know whether it will be for a while because that is quick. That is quick. It's For me, it's just nice to see the three lads up there, Oscar, Oli, Berman and Dragovic. Yeah, big weekend for the boys at F2 as well. I want to see Oli Berman flying again because I fully believe Oli Berman is going to be an F1 driver and it's been great following his career. Mm. Like, you know, we've known Oli for a while <laughs> and it's just amazing to watch him smash it in F2. So make sure you do... Make sure you watch F2 before and get behind our boy Oli. And also all our other friends like Juan, who we had on. On that stag do that I was on in France, I'm in a random town in the middle of nowhere in France. I met a guy who fucking works with Oli Behrman's dad. <laughs> yeah, the chances. How like, random is that? <laughs> the chance, and you think it's one of those situations where they're lying. But you yeah, I was do. like, yeah, right, mate. Yeah, sound, sound. He's like, look, I'm wearing an Oli Behrman hat. I was like, sound, <laughs> really? But actually, it turns out he does. And he was a cool guy. He bought us drinks, so... Legend, bit of a legend. Top three, Monaco, go. Uh, Max first. Okay. Max first. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, glitch. Nah, glitch, <laughs> glitch, lag, Cut. lag. Uh, lag switch. Nah, I am going to go Max first. Perez second. Okay. Red Bull one, two. Yeah. And Alonso third. Wow. Charles Leclerc DNF is my bold prediction. What, for the fourth time in a row? <laughs> Wow. It'd be really unlucky. It would be really By the unlucky. By Ferrari listeners, and if it, if it isn't three times in a row currently, sorry, I don't know. I'm going off what I'm being told on these Instagram questions. Okay, I'm going for <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton to win because Mercedes have promised big upgrades for Imola. Bold. And if they did do big upgrades, they'll be here in Monaco. Monaco is a track where ultimately the better drivers can show how good they are. So I think Lewis Hamilton to win. And I'll say that because Lewis is great. <laughs> Second, Max. Third, Alonso. Fuck me. It took you some time, but finally you've put Alonso in a prediction. I, Mate, I'd love it if Alonso won. I'd love... I think Alonso wants to win. Everyone thinks Alonso wants to win this race. And people think that he's got a chance here. What's your bold prediction? Um, bold prediction... Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri makes it into Q3 and starts quite high up and gets some good points. That's my bold prediction. He's Oscar a very Piastri good, a very good technical, quick, young driver. Decent points. So you think he's going to get in the top 10 and get some I points? I think Oscar could finish sixth in a McLaren this week. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because it's not really much of an overtaking track. Mm. It comes down to technicalities a lot more. Surely McLaren must have done something he, with their car in the last two weeks. They, he, they can't have just been sat there in the garage looking at it thinking, what are we going to do with that? Did he win Monaco in the F2? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> to the Pit Stop Podcast, sure I have did. been fab. And you I'm Jake, have been, I'm Jake over that's here. Jake. On, on the, I don't know how you've imagined this episode or what, what in your head you think you've been listening to, but you've been listening to us two sat on our sofa in the evening. After a few bevs down at the local out. bar in the sun because the sun went was out up. to see some friends. Yeah. 
I've got a pillow on my lap to stay comfy and some shorts. Wearing shorts for the first time. Yep. I'm wearing my pyjama bottoms for the thousandth time. Actually, Pu- Puma not. socks as well. Puma Motorsport. Shout out. Well, one of them is. One of them's something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nike. Shout out Nike as well. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. If you enjoy the pod, you need to make sure you hit that follow button because we need every single MF of you to follow the pod right now. Yeah, click the like button, follow button, whatever button you see. Also, please do rate the podcast five stars. It really helps us out. If you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Oh, yeah. The last few episodes have been video. So if you did think at any point, like, oh, I'm an audio listener, but I can't see it. The full video is on our YouTube at Pit Stop. And I will put this out there right now. We've kind of taken a little bit of a different approach to our guest pods in terms of, like, how we want it to look visually on YouTube. And I guess we may get to the point where we put the full-length audio on Spotify but maybe more of a cut-down version for YouTube just to make it more entertaining visually. We're just trying to figure that out at the moment because any changes that are made with the pop, we've seen people commenting recently about where the ads are and stuff like that on the vids. But obviously, you know, it's just me and Fabs here, so the only feedback we actually get is from you guys. So it's really important that you do message us things you like, you don't like, Instagram at Pitstop, send a DM. We're such a big fan of you know, Netflix and that Netflix style and just being able to make documentaries and, and if we have guests on to be able to put, you know... Tell the story a bit more. Yeah, tell the story, put cool footage in there. I think that's what you guys would want to see and if we can gain, you know, archived footage from any guests that we have that maybe people haven't seen before, we want to show that shit. We want you guys to see that shit. So, yeah, maybe you guys let us know what you think but I think for YouTube, it'd be really cool if we could start implementing more visuals into our pod maybe cut it down a little bit, make it kind of flow a bit better. Mm. And then we could just put the whole full length episode. It's just tough, isn't it? Because sometimes we go off in tangents and out of nowhere, an episode which we thought would be a short one is 51 minutes. I know, mate. God, I bet people have tried to squeeze us in on their way to work this morning. I hope you've just about squeezed us in. They do say (laughs) the rough commute to work is about an hour long. So guys, you've got about eight or nine minutes left. So go get an ice cream, (laughs) maybe not before work, but... I don't know. Have a coffee. Do something. Yeah. Just stop listening to us because you've had enough already, all right? You've had too much Jake and Fab today. <laughs> no, no more Jake and Fab <laughs> for the day. See you guys on... De- uh, no. See you guys on Monday for our After Monaco Race Review. Yes. I'm, I am going to be opening the next podcast with Lewis Hamilton has done it. That's how what I'm going to be saying. You're going to be a disappointed man. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see. Thank you for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. See you guys on Monday. Bye, guys. Goodbye.